0: Hello, and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Just a massive thank you before we start to wherever you are listening to this. Just a word of warning we do this podcast three times a week, but we're not always sure which day it's going to be on. So, the only way to keep your finger on the pulse and listen to the latest episode is to subscribe, get notifications, and drop us a review while you're there. Right, enough of that. Let's talk some rugby. Hello, I'm Ben James. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we got plenty in store for you today. Last Wednesday, saw the Guinness Pro 14 launch in Cardiff. We've got interviews with all the coaches and a player from each region. Um, just bear in mind that the Pro 14 launch when it happened last Wednesday was the day after Alan Clark's departure was announced or rather not announced by the Ospreys so there was a bit of uncertainty at the time hopefully that doesn't date this podcast too much uh, things have moved on since obviously with the Rob Davis Andrew Millward press conference on Friday but anyway enough of that that's just a bit of context for what's coming here's the rest of the pod. And I'm joined on the podcast by Dragons head coach Dean Ryan and scrum half Roger Williams uh, Gents, how are you doing today? Uh, it's
1: been a long day, uh, we've got quite a few of these interviews but uh, yeah, good fun I to say, well, it's, only, it's only 10 o'clock uh, now uh, so you've uh, got, uh, got, got a fair really. bit of uh, while to go uh, Roger, guess he's
0: feeling the same here Yeah, um, a bit of an early start but something different to do At least the weather's uh, come out nice in, in the Cardiff City Stadium here <laughs>
1: We're just pleased that we haven't got to get back on a flight. I think this is normally in Dublin. I think so. Uh, we're quite pleased that we're the local team. I was
0: going to say it was Glasgow uh, last year, which um, yeah, wasn't wasn't a, a great l- long day to have. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the season so far. It's been a, a decent start. How,
1: how are you finding things in Wales, first of all, Dean? I'm really enjoying it. I think uh, you know, I think coming in the summer was. Um, keen to keep an open mind about what the challenge might be, and and at the same time as as keep that challenge on a, a longer time frame, so we we could assess where we were, understand what we needed to do, and then start to put some of those blocks in. Um, hasn't changed. Um, I, I've loved being involved with this group. I think is coming in and starting with a you know a clean sheet of paper and allowing people to to show what they can do has been. Sort of the mantra for the last six, seven weeks and create more opportunities for, for people to, to do that. And I think, you know, no more so than probably the last couple of weeks is getting, what, eight players into the, the current um, squad to play against the barbars and then therefore the challenge of those that back them up is has been great because, you know, some of the guys playing over the last few weeks have probably only seen play for 30 minutes. So uh, we're still in, in a very early phase of. Understanding where our strengths are, and and we move forward.
0: So, I say eight players is a, is a great achievement having the Wales squad. People like Tame Bash and you know, well deserving of that chance. I suppose, it, as you say, it gives you a chance to maybe see some of the other players you know you talked about wanting to drop Sam Davis didn't you in sort of yeah. in so many terms i think it's
1: really important that you know is one is we open up the pathway to wales because that's that's really important to everything that we do and and every you know player is aspiring to be that person that gets selected but i think even more importantly is how we behave when they're away and i think is it's new for us it's new for losing that amount of senior group, and and you know how people take their opportunities, how people build to ensure that we don't just become reliant on a small group is probably our biggest challenge. It won't be solved just because we've got a couple of weeks now, but it will be fundamental that we understand how we behave now and how we behave in the future is the platform for players to keep moving on. So uh, I'm excited to see how people do deal with that, and you know we obviously had a challenge. Cup game away from home and a lot of distraction last week which we did a really good job to, to ensure we stayed focused and this week back into the Pro 14 and uh, back at home with you know lots of new faces, lots of opportunities for people to, to keep this club moving in the right direction. How are you finding
0: the, the, the Rodney Parade factor because it's probably not been the fortress it once was a few years ago is that maybe a, a, a task getting it back to that?
1: Well I think his fortresses are built on good results and good relationships people want to come and it's just a cycle and you know i don't think you know anybody doesn't understand that we're starting from a point further behind and therefore we've got to build it you can't assume anything you can't assume that you know thousands of people will turn up and get behind you and it's not necessarily had that sort of um environment over the last couple of years so yes i i can remember long enough back then it was a difficult place with a you know a crowd baying for blood every every opposition that came in we've got to, we've got to build that people have to be patient people have to understand that you know this isn't solved in a short time window and um, but if we can show what we're trying to do, if we can put everything out there every time we're at home, people understand our challenge, and people can get behind us, and then hopefully results turn, and it builds, and it builds, and it builds. And, it builds. and, and we'd love to get back to that relationship with people coming to watch us, and we'd love it to be a really difficult place for people to come to.
0: Rodri, um, bear in mind he sat right next to you. Uh, how are you finding life under the, the new new uh, man in charge?
2: Yeah,
1: it's
0: obviously
2: been... Uh, you know, clean start um, coming in pre-season. Um, obviously, something I change um, as a group, and it's going to it's going to take time to build. Um, but credit to Dean that the way he's brought in, and, um, giving us a responsibility of learning um, and be open to l- learn different things and learn the game in different ways. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been good. Obviously
0: we, we spoke about eight Wales call-ups, Sam Davis is one of those, he's, he's uh, loving life in Newport, um, as his half-back partner, how much credit do you take for his success? success? Oh, I don't
2: think I can take All of much. it, surely. He
1: <laughs> doesn't get the ball unless you give it to
2: Very true. Um, yeah, I know. obviously it's, it's credit Sam, um, the way he started the season, well, to be honest with you, the way he came in pre-season um, and just led from the front and as is every should do lead the side um, and it does make my job a lot easier on the inside when you've got some of his quality playing outside you um, so yeah obviously credit him where, he's, where he is at the
0: moment How have you found that sort of half-back partnership develop in, in the opening weeks the season
2: how easy has that come? Yeah I think it's been pretty good to be honest with you um, with probably different personalities which is good probably control the sides in different ways Um, I'm probably more more the quieter one Um, and Sam will demand the standards Um, so yeah I think we work quite well together that's that's not normally the norm is it for scrum-affs and fly-affs for the scrum half to be the quiet one and
1: (laughs) Um, quiet one depends how noisy the 10 is I suppose (laughs) I I think that's I think we're all you know Sam's you know, come to the club, which is a bold move, and therefore his reward for getting in a Wales squad, I think, is a huge credit to him. Um, but his maturity, his ability to lead and hold people to account, is has been outstanding. So I hope that transfers into you know the week with Wales and people see him in a different light because I think we knew Sam Davis the player, we didn't necessarily know Sam Davis the leader, and and. He's been hugely influential into our environment because, you know, as Rodri alluded to, is I, I feel, believe strongly that groups need to take responsibility for lots of areas themselves. That transition is quite difficult, especially for players that haven't been used to it. Um, but Sam's been a huge catalyst behind that as well. And uh, I suppose Sam's challenge is... is He's leading as well as bringing people with him, and, and you know, being in Wales this week will be a, a great opportunity for him.
0: In terms of where Sam's come from, obviously he broke through for Wales 2017, and then sort of fell away from that, and then struggled a bit. With The Ospreys um, externally, it looked like he was maybe kicking too much. Is there, is there anything that you've had to specifically sort of work on as as a new as a group with him, or, or was it just a case of a, a new environment that he's sort of enjoying that that new area?
1: Um, I already talk about the past, and you know, is I think he was well known for for playing. And then um, you know, obviously, as you come in, you make that transition from age group into professional rugby. Is there is a transition? You can't play the way that you did in age group. It's not as it doesn't transfer as realistically as what you thought it does. So there's a there's a period where you've got to reassess how that you make an impact at at the top level. Um, I think to do that sometimes in a, in a club that's had dominant personalities like Dan around is you're always doing it in the mould of, of, of what they've shaped so I think the opportunity for Sam to come out and, and be a person in a club that's um, you know as I say starting on a journey which needs some direction is, is bold but also it's hugely rewarding because the playback of wherever we get to will be you know influenced by people like Rodri Sam that have been involved in the decision making the shape, the way that we play the game and that's that's where I'd you know like to take the club it's it's something you know in early days there's a, a balancing act by being directed by myself or directed by themselves and uh, you know that swings about a bit but people like Sam and Rodri will will be the the way that we would like to go forward. I suppose, talking about moving
0: forward, we're uh, a fair fair chunk of the way through the start of the season. Um,
1: Maybe not results-based, but what are the the aims then for the season? I know this isn't what you want to hear, but it's not got a position, it's not got a number of games. I want this group to feel stable. I want them to feel safer. Um, I want them to want to get better off the, a strong foundation um, when you say that it sounds like you know someone's just trying to cloud the air but you think about where we've come from and what we do is you know we go into a group that is insecure not quite sure what good looks like not really confident if they keep doing the same things that it will get better um, and that that's really important for me that we give them that reassurance and, and from there irrespective of results positively or negatively those will be our priorities in putting a building base down that players have some responsibility in that will increase their responsibility going forward um, I believe will be the best way to build the Dragons up for the future not about going oh we need to win a game this next couple of months we need to get this sorted because That just spirals us out Nobody gets better We end up praying for seven or eight players To come back quickly And as a club we just don't move on And and my job's to come in and press pause Is to, irrespective of what gets thrown at us And questioned at us Is say this is going to be built For the longer term And these are the elements That we're going to judge ourselves on Over the next 12, 24 months
0: I suppose those elements are probably Harder to quantify But are the signs promising so far? from the inside of the camp?
1: Absolutely. I think right from the, this group, and I say, is probably the first thing I, I did was not run with the perceptions of what the Dragons is. You say Dragons to anybody, they're already on a perception and it's generally not a great one. Um, I worked really hard not to try and do that and I was rewarded for it. There's people working really hard at the Dragons that haven't got their recognition, that have been working in environments that resources haven't been as as strong as other um, places. Um, So we're starting with a group that want to get better. They really want the Dragons to go well. And uh, if I can create some of those environmental things, which are quite right to say are difficult to measure, but they're fundamental to any place that goes well. So why wouldn't we try and measure them and why wouldn't we try and get better at them? So going back to the original question same goes for you Rodri
0: what do you see the sort of the rest of the season holding
2: yeah so we just got to <coughs> take each day's, uh, game as it comes um, and just look to build through the season um, like Dean spoke with progress we've got get that progression in slowly um, and just like I said build each game um, and learn from each game as well as a playing group um, and then just go from there and uh, as a playing group, we got it's quite a young group, so we can still be learning the game. And Dean challenges that day to day. Um Obviously, we need to learn the game inside out and learn how to analyse the game and things like that. There we go, gents. I think that's another interview
0: done. You, it, you can tick that one off. Um <laughs> day, Day's getting so, it slightly we're closer shorter. to
1: the end. I think <laughs> we're closer to the end. <laughs>
0: Okay, now, joined on the podcast by Osprey's uh, skills coach Richie Pugh and fly half James Hook. Um, busy day,
3: lads, isn't it?
4: That's <laughs> been, been eventful, yeah, that's been good.
3: How, how are you finding it, James? Uh, it's, it's tough, and it? it's tough, but um, yeah, I suppose you we, you got to do it, and uh, it's been a tough start of to the season for us, everyone knows. So, but um, yeah, hopefully, the fortunes will uh, change pretty soon. Hopefully, I hear you had a uh, an eventful
0: light press conference which I think was probably instigated by one of my colleagues um, <laughs> early in the morning I probably can't get the voice out of his head can you that little sort of uh, you know all
3: that asking the questions <laughs> I think no comment was the answer then,
4: and uh, <laughs> I'll stick with that yeah, he offered
3: to come down and do a bit of coaching himself I think and, Andy yeah, Andy did yeah, oh, he's, Andy, he, yeah. You, you can take him out of the <laughs> office please
0: yeah he, no, um, not a bad little scrum off in his day I think he, t- he keeps telling me so um, yeah Done about coach. So it's obviously been a tough start to the season. I guess the thoughts now turn to how you're going to sort of turn it around.
3: Yeah, it is tough for us. I think without making excuses, um, we've we've obviously had our internationals away, which are being filtered through now back in. Um, but on top of that, we've had some pretty big injuries, long term injuries to some, some big players for us, you know, like. You know, is a lot of them: Dan Evans, uh, Luke Morgan, Keelan Giles, James King. Um, yes, I think you're probably missing a couple as well. Corey Allen, obviously Gareth Anscombe, who's, who's out long term as well. So, those are big players for us when the internationals are away. So, it's, yeah, we've, we've struggled without those. But um, like I say, we don't want to make excuses because the boys on the pitch haven't delivered either. But um, they'll turn around soon, and uh, and the fortunes will change.
0: What's what's the environment like in camp when when there are that many sort of absentees? Because I guess there's a feeling that maybe in the playing staff and definitely in the coaching as well that you can't really get the message or the overall message you want across just because there aren't enough people about.
4: Yeah, I think for us as coaches, it's, you know, we probably do have to strip it back and, and really concentrate on what, what the basics are of... of what we're trying to do now is a big responsibility on senior players like James like uh, Dan Lidiot, you know boys there that you know, have experienced it in the past because you know it's a young crop of players that uh, ultimately hold in the jersey at the moment and their experiences uh, you know they're going to benefit in the long run but ultimately at the moment they're, they're being put through the mill against some of you know the best opposition in Europe um, you know in, in recent weeks and, and you know they will benefit from it you know someone like Morgan Morris would have been you know unknown to us but you know Personally, from from watching his game and working with him, you know he's been exceptional the last few weeks. The you know the shifts he's putting in, you know you won't see that when you know a team is losing. But you know we know those players will benefit from it, and you know the run games. Kai Evans is having, and Thomas Wheeler, Kieran Williams, you know these youngsters, which ultimately the future of the Ospreys, you know they will benefit from it. So you know it's tough for, like I said, you know these these senior players in the ranks because ultimately you know it's natural those younger boys are quieter in the group. And the voices that heard are, you know, are James, are Lydia, you know, are those, those voices. And it's tough for them. So it's making sure we support them as a, as a coaching group. Um, and and you know, we we strive to get better week to week. How are, you, how are you finding that sort of being one of the one of the
0: senior figures having to take on the responsibility? Not not a day over twenty four, but. <laughs>
3: And oh no, it is tough, and uh, you know, it's, just, it's not just me. Like Pewie's mentioned, you know, Dan Lidet, Scott Williams, these sort of boys, are, are boys who've been in and done it. So, you know, obviously, naturally, I think the young boys will will turn to to the older boys who who've experienced situations like this. So, um, but yeah, we've all we've all been there, and rugby's a, you know a funny old game. It's a roller coaster, and you go through tough times, and uh, you know we probably one or two performances away from from turning that around So, hopefully, it can happen sooner rather than later cos so that's the
0: thing isn't it with with it's such a results based game that it is always sort of boom and bust you ne- you're never too far away from turning the corner is that is that the feeling in camp
4: that's, it is the feeling, and we know that there's certain elements of our game we, we need to get right and have to get right. And you know, I'm talking about some of the basics there, but you know, there's also a certain aspects of the game we're not far off it, and um, you know, we could be looking at different pictures if we, um, you know, just turn some of those close results around. But you know, what's exciting is that okay, we go into Europe, um, you know, with Racing, but then we've got the derbies, and we welcome the Blues to us, and we, we go across to the Scarlets. Now, they're, they're huge games which, um, you know. Know, when we when we blood our Welsh internationals back into that to that squad you know we can really turn the season around and, uh, and look forward to it and it, it does start this week against the cheaters you know and, and we welcome them to the null so uh, it's gonna be a great occasion and, and I think uh, yeah, we, we're excited by that you know, albeit hurting from the results but uh, looking forward to that challenge
0: on a personal note how, obviously it's been a tough start to the season coaching wise but how are you finding the, the coaching side of it you know working on the breakdown as a, as a skills coach
4: Um, yeah I'm, I'm loving it I'll be, I'll be honest you know to to come back to the Ospreys and um, you know kind of get back stuck in the 15s obviously I've been in 7s for the last few seasons but um, yeah I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying that challenge you know it's been 100 miles an hour you know Learning the about the players, learning what they want want from me as as the contact coach, but also assisting on the defensive side of things. So, it's uh, it's been a great challenge and and one that I'm you know, albeit the results on the field are not reflected. You, know, I am I am really enjoying the Enjoying it. By the time this podcast goes out, I mean the coaching situation
0: might have been resolved. It might be a bit clearer. Um, do you do you see yourself wanting maybe progress further up that sort of coaching ladder? I mean, unless Andy Howell gets in there first. <laughs>
4: um, you know, for me personally, I you know, I don't like to look too far ahead as a coach. I just want to really kind of concentrate on what I'm doing now and really adding value where I can and what in what I do and, and improve myself. I am I am a young coach in in that respect, and um, you know, it's uh, it's something that you know. I've been probably conscious that in the 7s game, getting back into the 15s game. This is a huge opportunity for me to prove myself uh, as a coach with a with a great group of players. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not thinking too far ahead on that. I mean, I can't imagine that you'd have worked too closely with Richie
0: coaching. While um, you tend to stay away from the breakdowns, James. But uh, what, what impression have you had of him as
3: as a coach? Well, um, obviously he played with Pui for you know 15s for and sevens actually, um, but as a coach, I think I suppose out embarrassing him the way he sort of uh, conducts himself in, in meetings and gets his point across and um, simple message. I think sometimes for for a team you don't want to give too many messages and um, you know it's quite simple to the point and and everyone knows what what's expected of them from, from Richie and uh, I think you know as soon as he's come in and like you say he's come in at a tough time, uh, but all the boys have taken to him and. Uh, and appreciate everything he's doing for us um,
0: Obviously Richard you've transitioned from playing to coaching uh, we were having a little chat there earlier James about uh, careers after rugby um, not not trying to sort of retire you but uh, have you thought
3: <laughs> much about what you want to do when you do hang up the boots? Um, yeah no, I, I want to go into a little bit of coaching and uh, Rugby's probably pretty much all I known So, um, doing my level three coaching badge with, with a couple of the, the players now, a professional players course, um, which will be completed. I think it's March time, uh, providing I pass it. Um, but I am, I'm enjoying working with the 18s boys and doing some kicking sessions and uh, and things like that with with the younger boys in the squad. So I, I'm enjoying that side of things, and I realise how important that was to me when when I was coming through with like Neil Jenkins, uh, look, looking after me on, on that. Uh, front so yeah if I can give it a little bit back in, in that respect it'll be great got through that podcast nice and easy hopefully that'll be the <laughs>
0: easiest interview I have today uh, <laughs> but cheers gents uh, cheers join us cheers. Cheers, nice.
5: I'm Sam Warburton and you're listening to the Welsh Rugby Podcast
0: Okay, so now joined on the podcast by Wales and Scarlet's fly-half, Rhys Patchell. How are you doing, Rhys? Very well, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. It's very, very polite. I think he's the first one who's actually asked how I am. Uh, <laughs> it makes a change on the podcast. It's normally just straight to business. It's, uh, it's nice for a bit of manners. Um, problem, right? First things first, is it's quite hard to sort of escape the uh, the, the visible sling on your arm. Uh, yep. how's, how's that coming
5: along? Yeah, no, it's all right. Thank you very much. It's, um, we're, as of today... Um, not far off, two and a half weeks, uh, a week and a half, sorry, post-op. Um, so I have no idea when this goes out, but as of today, I'm a, I'm a week and a half. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no, it gets, it gets it's two, it's, two, two, two and a half weeks in, Um So yeah, it's, it's right consultants happy, physios are happy. Um, it's not causing me too much grief at the moment. So that's, uh, that's all right. And the hardest, the hardest thing is trying to get myself around the place because driving is strictly off limits. So I'm very reliant on uh, on a taxi service of mum and dad or anybody who's a willing uh, willing participant.
0: I was going to say you could probably get by. It's, it's left, you know, it's your right arm, so you know, left arm to change change gears. Uh, yeah, and, no, and, uh, it's, it's and not so much that. And, and knees, knees on the steering
5: wheel. I wouldn't be insured, mate. That's the <laughs> that's the issue, you know, because um, uh, it's not so much my safety is the issue. It's the issue of everybody else who's on the road. you know. So now nah, we're we're going all right. Um, are they willing taxi drivers then, or? Yeah, no, very good, very good, mate, very good. um As all parents are, you know, like everybody, everybody's willing to chip in and help. Uh, girlfriend's on fire as well. um Brother and his wife, anybody, uh, auntie, uncle, any cousins, every, everybody's, uh, <laughs> everybody's uh, a part of trying to get me around the place, which is excellent. And and uh, a couple of boys are giving me some lifts to and from uh, physio as well. So everybody's pulling together. It's nice to see. Uh, how does it differ, I guess, to? Obviously, you had injury problems last year, but that
0: was concussion. Now, Yeah, now it's quite it's,
5: difficult. I can't drive with that either. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. But I suppose it's... Obviously, they're both keeping you out of rugby, but I guess it's, it's a very different sort of day-to-day symptoms,
5: isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, the concussions, obviously, this is this is very visible, as you say. You can see people people know to avoid you. I know it sounds daft, whereas there's certain days we get concussion you just like I don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, you know, and it's a very, very difficult thing to... To be able to describe to people, whether as this, obviously you can see there's an issue, happy days. Um, so yeah, very two very different types of injuries, but nonetheless two very serious injuries, you know. so um, Yeah, it's just the, the older you get, the more you appreciate that it's just part and parcel and you don't get too wound up about about getting injured, it's just occupational hazard, I suppose. Uh, and when you've had a couple of them, it's a bit easier to, to sort of be like, right, fine, this is how it's going to be. I'm out for a certain amount of time. Uh, Twelve to sixteen weeks before the next question comes in, <laughs> and um, and yeah, you just you just carry on with with trying to get about on with with your job or as much of your job as you can get on with. That's, that's eleven to fifteen by the time this podcast goes out, probably. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: at, at the risk of winding you up, I suppose. I know, about, I know,
5: you're, uh, risking me winding uh, me up about
0: yeah about the injury. Right. It's, it's it's probably. Coming off the back of a World Cup uh, and an injury sort of plague season with concussion, such a good World Cup, and, and there's obviously a new coach you want to impress. There's never a good time to get injured. No, no this is this is a particularly
5: frustrating time, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a, that's a pretty pretty fair assessment of it. Um, but that's just that's just the way that's just the way it is. I can't do anything about it. Um, you know, if anything, it's my own fault for trying to go on a step back against Brody Retallick and Kieran Reid. It's probably not the, the best option to do, but there we are. It's just, uh, it's just the way it is, and we and we get cracking with, with what we can do and try and get better. And, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll be out in the rugby field and, and able to contribute to, to what is a good good environment down the scarlets already.
0: Hopefully, you'll be uh, looking to impress
5: the man who's just joined us on the podcast, uh, Coach
0: Brad Moore. Uh, Brad, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Shmai. Brilliant! There we go. Lovely. I see, I, I see you uh, really taken to Welsh life. Uh, let's talk about the the video first. On the weekend, that I think that's a, a real sign that you've you've really sort of understood what it means
6: to coach a Welsh region. Is that just something that comes naturally to you? Just uh, look, I've had a, a magnificent welcome to the region and the club, and and uh, I was just blown away. Just genuinely, genuinely blown away by the uh, the support in Toulon and um, it, it, there was no. Um, strategy or anything like that, and behind it. it was just a moment and thought how um, I was actually talking to the family about the game and and whatnot, and then talked about the supporters and It was like, wow that was just so good I need to I need to get a message out and uh, you know, you, you, we, we've uh, our boys gave gave their all in that game and and um, and people made a lot of sacrifices as well to come and support them. They were loud and proud, and and then to walk into the hotel after a loss, and and to, to see people so happy with the effort, um, was hugely humbling, and and uh, I I don't think have ever been as humbled in a in a rugby environment as that, and um, it was very special. How are you finding sort of life in West Wales overall? Then um, it's been great. We've settled in really well. Family's happy. My wife's done a great job with that, um, and uh, and uh, people have been really. Really supportive and hospitable. Our heads down, working really hard to um, to connect and, and, and get our, our side going and to build on what's been done before. It's, it's in a great space and um, and our, our job as as the um, staff of the rugby team is to is to continue that great work and um, it's been good fun. I noticed the uh,
0: the hats are missing today. Uh, is that? Is that a deliberate choice? Because that you know that was
6: a big part of sort of building that bond, wasn't it, in the early weeks of the season? It, it, the hat, the uh, the die caps are for game day, and uh, yeah, I did think about it actually. When I was heading out and getting ready to to, to uh, get in the car and and drive here, it was about the hat, and uh, no, it was a, that was a strategic decision not to bring it because it's not game day.
5: you Enjoying wearing them, Reece? I haven't had a chance to wear them yet. I haven't been uh, <laughs> I haven't been there yet to, to on game day to be able to do it. But yeah, very much looking forward to getting a chance to put it on and and getting in and amongst the group and getting connected with the boys and, and, and getting to work Speaking to
0: uh, Hadley Parks yesterday uh, and he spoke about how when he first came to the Scarlet he was nicknamed son of Wayne Pivak when he first played for Wales it was son of Gats uh, with you it's it's brother of Brad um, that must be a nice compliment
6: Yeah it's great I've got a couple of older brothers so it's all good having another older one and, um, and Parks he fits that well you will love that. you will love to hear that won't he uh, next week. Uh, he did say he's looking a bit old. Um, but yeah,
0: how, how are you finding sort of the your rugby philosophy fitting in with the scarlets uh, philosophy?
6: Yeah, look, um, we're, we're aligned with how we want to play the game. That's part of due diligence before we decide to come over. Is um, is how is what is this club about and what's in its DNA back from the, the, the days of Carwin James and um, see see the space in front of you and that that's totally aligned with me. Um, we, we have to be adaptable and play to the conditions and uh, what the opposition provides but there's space somewhere it's either um, around people through the sides over them or, or space in the air so um, we, we need to uh, just make sure we see where that is and then exploit it there
0: we go gents uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast all the best for the rest of the season
5: Bob, a pleasure Check thanks on. very much, Thank you very much.
0: Okay, now joined on the podcast by Cardiff Blues coach John Moverhull and James Botham. How are you doing, fellas?
7: Good, good, mate. Well done. Thanks for bringing us in. <laughs> Top shelf.
0: <laughs> well done. I haven't, haven't started the podcast really, yeah. I've only really-
7: waited three hours for you to get your little screen on there, but we're here for you, mate. Oh,
0: I've been waiting for you. <laughs> All right, okay, let's let's start let's start the podcast on a good foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, um, it's been probably a, quite an eye-opening day for you today, hasn't it, and I know that uh, Rugby World former Rugby World editor Owen Jones has been sort of telling you about your heritage Yeah, a story to stay away from on the podcast
8: yeah yeah he yeah, yeah, has yeah, he's been yeah, quite a lot um, but yeah it's quite eye opening obviously John rang me last night at about 8 o'clock saying you had to come involved so obviously after he'd asked half the squad I was a last resort obviously last night so uh, yeah it's good to be here I suppose
7: I had Dimitri lined up but his English isn't great so I went for both of them <laughs> <laughs>
0: neck and neck was it it was neck and neck <laughs> <laughs> what what better way to spend your day off than uh, yeah y- here it. in a
8: rather rainy Cardiff City Stadium? I know I'm in and John's company with uh, yeah Milky somewhere around these here somewhere. Could just, just tell this going to be a great podcast,
0: can't you? <laughs>
7: just, been, just been waiting for this for months for you uh, to sit us down. <laughs> hey,
0: you've, you've done enough podcasts and Facebook Lives with us. You, you must love it, you know. So you've been into the
7: office. It's good just to maybe. Take a look at a bit of a light approach, a lighter approach than usually the questions that you get, because you know people are ganging up at me at the moment. But <laughs> let them have their say.
0: We won't. We won't do that on this podcast. We'll keep it light. Um, we'll leave that for Simon Thomas and, and the rest. We'll, we'll keep it nice and light. and won't ask too tough questions. Um, but we will. We'll touch upon the season. Fairly mixed start, isn't it? Just how are you, you finding it? You know, Europe probably. Was it one step forward, two steps back? Maybe in some
7: regards. Yeah, we're not where we want to be at this time of the year. Um, you know, we we've lost uh, three very very close games. Last one on the bell, but probably for longer periods of times, we weren't good enough. We should have imposed ourselves and 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 won more than we have. But um, we'll we'll learn from experience, and we'll get a lot of players back coming coming soon, and our season will restart probably after this weekend. We're, we're going to be a, we'll take away a, a young. Talented group to Benetton this weekend to Treviso and play them, they'll be at full strength. But we're going over there to get something out of it and try and set our season up again.
0: I suppose maybe look at, from a tactical point of view, where do you see that things aren't quite clicking? Because you know, maybe on, on Saturday it was a case that sometimes ball service was. was either that was slow or the backs weren't in place and it just allowed Leicester to sort of dictate where the game line was?
7: Yeah, we didn't get a lot of Our, our set piece have been really good this year. We didn't get a lot out of it. Um in last week's game but we did have enough possession to win three games but we just overplayed uh at the wrong end of the field and they stood up defensively very well they were organized and we just coughed up too much possession I think 19 turnovers by far the most we've done in the last 18 months and if you keep inviting opposition into your end you're going to pay the penalty and you know we paid it in that last play of the game where you know cooler heads we could have just rolled the ball out and settled for a draw or five minutes before Aladd Summerhill tucks his jersey in and he scores a try in the corner. So, you know, we weren't far away.
0: Talk about overplaying in the wrong areas. You've also brought a fly half back into the fold who probably, maybe in the Wales setup, was encouraged to sort of underplay in some regards with, with how he played with Wales. Jared Evans, he lost a bit of confidence from that. How do you balance that in terms of getting him back playing with confidence and playing the way he wants to play but also balancing... So he plays in the right area. We took
7: a little bit of pressure off him in, in the Cheetahs game. So, you know, we'd lost lost three on the bounce and coming into Cheetahs, who'd scored 15 more tries than anyone else, you'd you have to think we're going to have a tough day. But we played him at 12 that week. We let other people make decisions around him. We just let him play with some freedom and you saw the best of him. Um, when he's on song, like, he's, he's red hot. So we're going to make sure we make sure there's enough around him to take pressure off him so he can just play he did start the season slow he was terribly disappointed he didn't make the World Cup squad and probably that hangover went into the first few weeks that he played and sometimes he tries a little bit too hard where he should just take a breath and relax and everything will will come back
0: James how
8: are you finding the early parts of the season? Um well the first few games obviously I, I, I haven't been involved in the first couple of games and obviously watching it for an onset there's just been like John said it's only, it's only small margins and to me the small margins can be easily fixed and we can progress from there um, I've been involved in the last couple of games and yeah Carvasano away was it, it was tough for the first 65 and then we came through and cleared up in the end um, obviously Leicester was close the whole time but we just it's just small margins in my eyes uh, which can be easily fixed and we need to start taking game by game let's not st- start thinking too far ahead and let's just win and then move on move on kind of thing I suppose regardless of the results though two European performances
0: that's a nice spring ball isn't it to sort of set up especially with the Wales international this week it's, it's another chance isn't it for you to sort of really lay down a marker
8: yeah in theory that, that's, that's what I want I want to get the opportunity and I want to prove what I can do and hopefully keep the jersey and uh, progress myself as a player Um and with the boys being away it couldn't be a better opportunity for me to do that and uh hopefully yeah i'm involved this weekend with a few of the boys being away so you got a a, a rather famous uh, name which
0: i don't want to delve too much into the podcast but how often do you get asked questions about the
8: the sort of the family line um for example now um quite, (laughs) quite 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 often yeah but it's just one of those things i kind of got i've got used to it and uh it's, it's nothing different it's just answer it openly be honest and uh, get on with it I kind of want it all to be about me I want to make my own name for myself and when it when it comes out or, or if I do something it's James from not Sui and Boffin's grandson and uh, hopefully that will come in the future Obviously
0: we're here at the Pro 14 launch um, it's a relatively quiet day for you boys that's not the case across all the regions um, by the time this podcast comes out we'll probably the Osprey situation will be a bit clearer um, I suppose it's a stark reminder of the realities of a, of a coach isn't it in rugby
7: yeah well that's, that's right um, it's a performance based industry and you know you, you never quite know what's going on behind the scenes but um, I did some professional development rugby league a long time ago and sat down with one of the coaches and he said to me there's two types of coaches those who've been sacked and those who will be so as long as you do everything in your power every day to be the best you can be and and um, bring out the best in other people you know you're doing your job so um I've texted Alan to see if he's okay and he's texted me back and there's a bit of camaraderie within coaches, I think, because we all do know the pressures that you have with the job but, you know, some pressures are bigger than others in, in different circumstance. Um, they've had a tough start of the year. They've got a lot of good players coming back but um, it's been tough. We've had a tough season as well so um, we just got to keep our head down and keep working hard um, and if you hang in there long enough, things will turn.
0: It's interesting you mentioned the camaraderie because I remember we sat down in, I think it was Glasgow last year for the Pro 14 launch last year. Obviously, all four coaches sat down together and you're all outsiders to Wales. So, I guess, and it's still the case now, there's two new coaches in, but again, the outsiders to Wales. Having all come from outside the sort of the goldfish bowl that is Welsh rugby, I guess, I guess that camaraderie's quite important amongst you isn't it?
7: We don't spend a lot of time with each other but we do you know, catch up um, at these functions and in some games you, you see each other and you just know what they go through because you know what you go through in a week and um, a lot of people think it's an easy thing to do but uh, it's, it's a pretty tough job but just keep in perspective that what we're doing is try to create an environment where young people can express themselves and bring out their best potential so Um, we're here as a service injury. I'm not here just for myself. I'm here to make sure my coaches my players get the best that they can be so that on a Saturday they turn out a good performance. Now, sometimes that doesn't happen for a lot of different reasons, but I feel the disappointment that fans feel. I feel the disappointment that players feel. Um, But if you just surround yourself with self-pity you don't you go nowhere so you can't be successful if you see yourself as a victim so the next day you dust yourself off look at the footage work out how you're going to win the next week and that's what it's like and it's like that for you know a long time from september through to next june that's what we do at the coalface every week
0: there we go. Um, I think we'll leave it there for this podcast. Hopefully, that was worth the three-hour wait, was it? Yeah, mate, you're
7: brilliant. Absolutely fantastic.
0: There we go. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be on the CV. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, gents. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Cheers. Thank, you, Thank you, very you very much.
7: Thank you.